0: Welcome to this episode of the Network Marketing Heroes podcast, hosted by 38-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2, With Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Blissbrook. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's tools on BlissBusiness.com. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining the call. We do have tonight... Uh, the Barnums uh, from up in uh, Canada with us tonight, <clears throat> international network marketing leaders, six-figure earners after six months in joining their companies uh, in their company. They're both as a couple in the same company, and uh, they're in a company that's uh, doing about, I think, maybe five, six $600 million a year, and they're one of the fastest-growing teams in the entire company ranked number 10 in Canada. Within 18 months, the Barnums were able to replace their combined incomes of a quarter of a million dollars a year. So let me read a couple of things to you just to set up who this couple is. Pamela and Kevin Barnum working tireless hours and not being able to spend time with their son as much as they would like was not the future for them. Kevin spent 22 years as a police officer in Canada working as a canine handler and in other specialized units, and Pamela as a federal crown prosecutor. They met while working as undercover police officers posing as a couple to infiltrate drug dealers in Canada. After researching and experimenting several ways to build wealth, they were introduced to network marketing. After deciding to jump in, they quickly built their business, and just after 18 months, they were able to leave their careers and replace their quarter-million-dollar combined incomes through network marketing. Tonight, you're going to hear how they did that. <clears throat> you're going to hear specifically some of the things that we feel at the four-year career are really important for prospects and new people who don't yet believe that you can actually replace a quarter million dollars worth of uh, career income with a network marketing income and do it in two or three or four years. They did it in 18 months and we're going to drill down and tell you how they did it. So first of all, Kevin uh, Kevin and Pam, thanks for joining us. Say hi to everybody. Hey, thanks for
1: having us. We're excited. I can't even tell you. And we heard some familiar um, names and voices, which is awesome. So welcome, everybody.
2: And thanks so much, Richard. We appreciate it. And uh, your book's been a a real help to our business. And i got to go real quick. Uh, Before we even knew who you were, We'd read the four-year career, or actually Pam did, and she said, you got to read this. And it was such a nice, easy read. It really helped explain the whole business. So thank you for the book long before we even knew who you were.
0: Hey, you're welcome. And you guys have attracted, as we would have expected, a sellout crowd. Uh, This week's call is about four times bigger than the first call uh, two weeks ago, and I'm sure that's because people in a lot of different companies Uh, have heard about you. You guys speak at generic events, and uh, you're very generous with your time and your leadership and your, your tips and your gifts, and you have a phenomenal following inside and outside your company. So let's dive into your story and some of the particulars that might help people understand how they could sponsor somebody like you and how they could actually become leaders like you so we've already heard about what you did for a living and I know we could spend a half hour on that. It's, it's, a, it's a really fantastic story, <clears throat> but suffice to say you were a canine cop and uh, Pamela was a prosecutor and uh, also a, a police officer, I think at times. And you guys met while on, a, on the undercover sting where you actually had to live together for quite a while, didn't you, as part of the operation?
2: Yeah, it was uh 10 month, uh, It was a prearranged government marriage, you might say, that we had never even really met each other uh, just for a quick briefing. And we moved into an apartment together, and we lived there together for 10 months. And when we left, we actually did get married for real. So it all did work out. So the the government did something right for us, and that was hooking us up. Some days it's debatable, but it's all good. So, no, we have a a great life, and we've been very blessed,
0: Richard. Yeah, that that in itself is a phenomenal story, but we'll leave that for a different call so here 's what I want to know. Uh, the first question I have is who introduced you to network marketing? Uh, the name doesn 't really matter. What matters is what what was their relationship to you? How did you know them that 's the first thing I want to know.
1: Actually, it was our neighbor who just happened to be walking uh, down the street with her husband and children, and we got chatting like neighbors do, and she told us about a product and I said, you know, okay, sure, it sounded interesting, and she said offhandedly, by the way, it's network marketing, and I didn't know what that meant, so it didn't mean anything to me, it was pretty neutral, but Kevin whispered to me as we walked back up our driveway, oh my goodness, we don't want anything to do with that.
2: Yeah, I remember it quite. Uh, and I, I said, Pam, she goes, well, what's network market? I said, listen, you, you do not want anything to do with that. They're going to come into our house. They're going to set up a flip chart. We're going to invite all our friends and we won't have any left by the time it's done. So this is definitely not what we want to do.
1: And network marketing, Richard, was funny because I have, as you mentioned, a law degree and an MBA. I fancied myself pretty smart, and I figured if I hadn't heard of it, it couldn't be that significant. And that's why, you know, we we laugh every time we see your MLM men, uh, Superman videos, because I'm one of those people that you would have interviewed that had no clue
0: what network marketing was. Yeah, that is really really hysterical. And hats off to your sponsor. I. I want to know more about that person. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, are they still in the business? Because so oftentimes people that sponsor superstars, they, before you become a superstar, they get frustrated and they end up quitting. Are they? So are they reaping the rewards of introducing that product and telling you, oh, by the way, it's network marketing?
2: They Uh, sure are. Several
0: hundred thousand times over.
2: Yeah, and and she's a fantastic lady. Um, i got to give a kudo to Janie Snellgrove. But also for her, she's in the top 50 of the whole company worldwide that we're with. So it does work.
0: Wow. And so just, you know, as an example, we spend, as networkers, we spend tons of time and tons of money trying to learn the perfect approach you know, the perfect script, the perfect set of questions that's going to tee our prospect up so that we can just grab them and throw them in the business. And her approach was, uh, here's my product, and, oh, by the way, it's network marketing as you're walking off. That was her yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Wow. She needs to write a book and put that in the book, and uh, <laughs> probably she'll sell a lot of them. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I love it. I love the fact that she was honest and candid about Uh, about what we do. Okay, so the first response was you didn't know anything about it, and then, uh, Kevin, your response was you knew all about it and you wanted nothing to do with it. So I want to know exactly how you got through that. What did you do? What motivated you to look past, Pamela, in your case, it would be your naivety, your ignorance about network marketing, and, Kevin, for you it would be your bias your negativity, how did you get through it, you know, like what did you do to see something different, and what motivated you to move through that blinded phase?
1: You know, that's a great question. I think looking back, it was uh, being a product of the product, you know, every product or just about every product that you get through Finds through network marketing, there's phenomenal product so when you are passionate and excited about that you want to know more and Kevin and I had you know, a great product experience and people we knew were asking us what, what is this what are you doing and we said oh I don't know talk to our neighbor you know and so we called Janie and she said, no, no, you just put them on the computer and uh, and you can get paid. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm already working you know, 60, 70 hours a week. Kevin's always gone all over the country working. We had rental properties. We had a small child. I thought, you know, one more thing to do, no thanks. And I said, no, no, I'm not interested in that. She said, no, it's no, so that's, easy. That's when I
2: said, Richard, I <laughs> am interested. That's right. All you do is put them on the computer. I'll bring them in. Yeah, so sure. no, my all of a sudden when that popped up that we could make money, There was a switch. That's right. I switched to no, I'm not interested (laughs) because it's just
1: more work. And Kevin said, ding, 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 you can make money at this for real. So then we looked into it. And our sponsor, again, being great, was, you know, she she was brand new as well and didn't really know anything or much about the business. So we just kept looking for someone um, up the chain, so to speak, until we found a mentor for all of us that actually understood how network marketing worked and took the time to explain it to us. And then from that point on, we never, ever looked back.
0: Yeah. And that's, there's a piece of brilliance there. I was, I was just telling us I think it was on a call last night with some group. And, you know, I was talking about the brilliance of the network marketing model. And one of the pieces of brilliance is that you get in a business maybe a couple of thousand dollars at the most, you can, you can work part-time any hours you want, but the real brilliance is you're partnered with somewhere between five and ten people who have more experience than you do, some of them perhaps decades more experience, and mm-hmm. somewhere in that five or ten people, and I'm speaking about the upline that earns on your business, somewhere in that five to ten people, there is always at least one millionaire or multimillionaire in your business Mm -hmm, and you have you have access to that person by just going up line and finding them and saying hey i need help you're you're earning on my business help me build it big so that's awesome you found that person and but i want to also ask about the context of you know because probably everybody on this call has prospected a lot of people and said a lot of different things to them and there was a background context that had you, for example, Kevin, jump on the idea that you could make money. So what was going on in your lives? Who were you? What were you up to? You said you had some real estate. You were making a lot of money already in your jobs. What what was the background motivation around money that was going on? Well, I think
1: for us it was – Parenting, You know, the fact that Kevin and I never saw each other and that our son, who was only five at the time, was being raised by a live-in nanny. Um, And we had become those people that we didn't want to become, the people who made great income, lived in a beautiful big house and had all the outside things that people could want. But inside we had no real time freedom. We had golden handcuffs and uh, we lived our life like that. And one morning I was rushing out the door to get ready for court and my son was there, and I'm trying to get him ready to get to pre-kindergarten, which was really essentially warehousing for children at that time. You know, I, was just, I felt good about myself that it was some sort of educational thing, but really, I was just dropping him off as early as they opened. Usually, he was the first kid there and the last kid to get picked up, and he looked at me and said, Mommy, are we in a hurry again today? And it was like a knife went through my gut. Um, And I remember picking up the phone and saying to Kevin, okay, you're right. We have to do this. We we need to do this business. Let's figure it out. And from that very day, that very day, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember what I was wearing, what was going on. We started working our business two hours a day from 8 p.m. when we'd put Caleb to bed until 10 p.m., Because by ten PM Kevin had to get up at five the next morning and usually I had to prep for court until midnight or one in the morning. So it was that that's the hours that we could squeeze in. And we had very, very focused two hour night time where we were driven to replace our incomes so that we could exit, you know, the Oh, they hear us. But we were just chatting about the, the driving force to make us take a look at network marketing to replace our careers. We had amazing careers, as you mentioned, but it was actually our son who one morning when we're getting ready to go to court, I'm rushing him out the door to get him to daycare. And um, he looked up at me and said, Mommy, are we in a hurry again today? And I knew right then and there that the message we were sending to Caleb was that Our jobs and our career and our lifestyle was more important than our family. And that was not the truth. But we weren't living in our truth. And I called Kevin. I remember it was like yesterday. And I I finally caught the vision that he had that we needed to do network marketing. We needed to do this business and that we could do it. And we decided 8 till 10 p.m. every night we would focus and drive hard and build this business together uh, because those were the hours that we had. We had eight till 10 p.m. After Caleb went to bed, and then until 10 p.m., and I'd have to prep for court the next day, and Kevin would be doing some things. So we we fit those two hours a night in five days a week, and uh, and the rest is history, so to speak. It it grew, and and we've never looked back.
0: Okay, let me drill down on those two hours of uh, a night, Pamela. What exactly yep. did you do during those two hours?
2: Richard, uh, we we didn't dabble. We set up office hours, and all we did is connect and connect and connect and connect and follow up and follow up and follow up. That's all we did. And once we had people that started enrolling, and we'll get into those first few enrollments, I, I think they're very key, is then working as a team and building as a team. But our only thing, those two hours a night, was calling people and connecting with every single person we knew in what we'd call our warm market, so those people that we'd worked with, those people we'd met, uh, people we went to high school with, people that we'd went to university, college with, wherever, we talked to people. That was the biggest thing, and it still is the main thing in building a business is connecting and, from the heart, connections.
0: Okay, tell me, Kevin, tell me specifically, when you say connecting, if I'm a high school buddy and you called me up or I'm somebody you work worked with and you call me up... At- eight o'clock at night, what did you say to me?
2: Well, obviously I'd want to do a quick catch up because I do care about what's going on in your life, but I'd never, ever not say why I called and I'd explain that I'm building a business and I really think that you'd be perfect match for what you're doing. And I'd like to send you some information. I'd send them a link to the company, which could be done with any company, I'd let the take take a look at it, and within 24 hours, I'd set a time to do a follow-up call, and I'd call and say, what did you like best about what you watched? There's no magic to it, and then there'd be certain closing questions that I would ask, uh, and one of them, one of my favorites is, can I answer any other questions tonight before we get you started? So some very yeah. simple strategies that no matter what company you're with, can be applied to. So personal connection from the heart, conversation don't ever hide that you're not we are professional network marketers and to me this is the best business and best distribution model in the whole world and i truly believe that in the future that everyone will want to be involved with this because right now, each person on this call, Richard, is a pioneer in what they're doing, and it is going to explode. We're ground floor with what you're doing and what we're all doing on here to make this a reputable profession. And I think, you know,
1: when you're so passionate when you get started, I think we said a lot of things really wrong, Richard, a few times. Like, when we first got started, we didn't know what the heck we were saying, but we were so excited about the opportunity that i don 't even know if people heard the words sometimes, but they could hear our voice and our passion and our excitement, and they wanted a piece of that they wanted to be a part of what had us so worked up that we would be calling you know and we and we had credibility obviously to start with you know we had relationships with a lot of the warm market, they knew that we weren 't just you know fly by night, we were excited about something. Um, So, you know, and and we've had a lot of people within our organization who've tried many different companies, many different things. They're like, oh, you know, how do I make those calls now? Because, you know, I've called people 50 times about all these other things. If you're calling with that other person's interest in mind, every time we've picked up the phone, we truly believe that that person on the other end of the line will benefit from our products and our opportunity. We never call people that we don't truly believe that for and if that's authentic, they sense that. They, they're they excited about that. So I, I think that's what's worked for us over the last four years.
0: Yeah, no matter what you say, you were on fire, and you, were, you truly cared about people, and your spirit of intent was pure. So, you know, there's a difference between calling people up, trying to get them in your business so you can qualify, so you can advance, so you can win a contest, so you can have it be all about you. People do sense that, and I I know that's one of the reasons why you guys were so successful so quickly is your spirit of intent. So I'm curious between eight and ten o'clock at night, if you you probably didn't track it, but can you guess how many people you connected with on average uh, in those two hours? New uh, candidates for your business, people you actually talked to.
1: Our goal was three each every day, and sometimes we fell a little short, and sometimes we went over, and Kevin is amazing at this. He was much better than me, and we we formed a little system that worked out well. Kev was a great connector, and I was a great uh, follow-up person, and we just fell into those roles, but I would say, Kev, would you agree three people was our, our benchmark?
2: Yeah, if if you take and break down the numbers and we still use it for our own team and team training, they hear it over and over because it's this simple. Three contacts a day, three follow-ups a day, 15 contacts a week per person. On average, you'll uh, enroll on that once they've actually watched the the links that you send or whatever uh, company information, the tool that you've given and do a proper follow-up engagement on those follow-ups, Two in ten will enroll. So on a week where you connect with 15 people and do the follow-ups, you'll have three enrollments. And over the last four years, now obviously as the team grew, we needed to spend more team time in the team, but we've been personally enrolled over 300 people using this simple system of connecting with people and talking to them. I mean, People right now are not happy. When you ask people, they're not happy in what we're doing. That would be one question. Are you truly happy with what you're doing? Set the vision. What do you see as your perfect average day? Because I can say from my heart, Pam and I live the perfect average day right now. So you want to give them that vision so they can go, it's possible. And you say, absolutely. I'm going to be with you each step of the way. I'm here to ensure your success. And Pam is absolutely right. People buy their energy. I get off topic. I I, I never say the right thing. It doesn't matter because it comes from my heart that I'm going to help you.
0: (laughs) You got it, Kevin. So Okay, let's say with the numbers here, it sounds like you were inviting uh, about 15 people a week, and that means you would be enrolling about two and a half a week or about 10 people a month. And if you enrolled 10 people a month, for a couple of years, and then maybe that's paced back down a little bit. Uh, we've already discussed this, so I know the number. But tell everybody how many people you have personally enrolled in your business in the last four years. I think we're just over 300. Wow. So those are huge numbers, folks. Those are huge numbers. But you're also talking about two people who were working equally at the same pace two hours every night with the intention of talking to, two, to three live bodies every night, five days a week. So if you cut that in half, like a lot of people on this call are probably working the business themselves, if you cut that in half, what we'd be talking about is somebody that personally sponsored 150 people in their first two or three years in the business. So, obviously, if you're working as a couple and you're both equally enrolling to some degree, you can double all of those numbers. So you guys have knocked it out of the park, and that's huge. But the point I want to make to everybody on the call is you don't have to sponsor 300 people to knock it out of the park. You can sponsor 150 people. You can sponsor 100 people. You have to, though, compress into a short period of time, like about 24 months, You've got you to gotta compress at least 100 people into those 24 mm-hmm. months to create the kind of momentum that's going to have something explode away from you. So let's talk about what 300 people turned into in terms of an explosion and how long that took. So just for context, in case I missed it, how many years have you guys actually been building in your company?
1: we're may, coming 2009. may 2009 so w- this coming may will be 5 years
0: so you're at the four a little over four and a half year mark at this point you're beautiful four year career people <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh we use that all the time richard trust me we we plagiarize your material when we're talking to people on a regular basis well
0: that's awesome so how many people do you have out of those 300 what did it turn into in terms of a diamond-shaped organization?
1: Um, just over 24,000 right now.
0: Wow. So, folks, that, that is just classic network marketing, 300 people into 24,000 people. And the next question I'm going to ask is going to show you how that actually happened because it doesn't actually happen just by math. It's not pure geometric progressions to drive network marketing, it's leadership. So, you know, the way the numbers work, if you invite ten people to look at your opportunity, you are likely to get one or two people to get in the business as a result of that. Maybe not your first month or two, but when you're inviting ten people a week to look at your business, within five, six, seven weeks, you have more invitation experience than ninety nine percent of the people in your company. You have mastery at the invite at the rate of 10 invites a a week uh, within six months. You are a master inviter. And your conversion rate then is going to be fantastic. You're going to get a couple of people to get in the business out of that. And for every 10 people you get in the business, though, most of them are not going to do what they say they're going to do, what you want them to do. People that you're looking for are what we call leaders. And leaders have a very simple definition. They, they make bold claims about what they're going to do. They have big visions. They declare, I'm going to do this. They declare, I'm going to be successful. They declare, I'm going to build a business. And a lot of people do that. But what makes a leader a leader is they actually do it. They actually do what they say they're going to do. And unfortunately, only about 1 out of 10 people are real leaders. Sometimes it's only 1 out of 15 people are real leaders. So you actually have to sponsor a lot of people to end up with leaders. But for every leader that you uncover, every leader that you discover, every leader that you shine light on and empower – that leader is going to bring thousands of people, at least the very minimum hundreds, if not thousands of people, into your group because leaders bring followers. And when you add up your check at the end of the month or the end of the week, you're going to make far more money from the followers, far more money from the customers, far more money from the people that are just using the product, and every once in a while maybe they sell some or sponsor somebody, You're going to make way more money from them than you are the leaders because there's so many more of them. But how you get the masses is through the leaders. So the question is, Sam and Kevin, out of 300 people, how many of those 300 people are still building the business? And if you stepped away from the business and retired, you believe in your heart they would continue building. Maybe they haven't built anything really big yet. Maybe they've only been in six months, or a year, but you see them as people that walk their talk. They actually do what they declare they're going to do. How many out of 300?
2: We would say estimate probably a good solid 30.
0: One out of 10.
2: That Yeah, absolutely. You know what? You are you nailed it, Richard. It, it, it really is one out of 10.
0: Yep. So uh, then the next question is, You got a group of 30 leaders, but not all those 30 leaders are Kevin and Pam Barnum. You know, there's all different degrees of leadership. So the next question is, out of those 30 leaders, how many do you have that are just hardcore rock stars? They, I mean, they are people that are going to leave leave a legacy in network marketing. They are people that have already... Become multimillionaires in the business, and they're going to pr- produce multimillionaires in the business. How many out of thirty do you have that are rock stars?
2: Again, one in ten, which is three that are just
0: exploding
2: it. And now, again, these are out of the three hundred that we personally enrolled. Thirty are leaders, and out of those leaders, three are kicking it amazing. And I got a, I got a shout out to my former canine partner uh, another police officer for over 20 years we started this together and it's mike Delaire. this guy and myself they were laughing at us at work when we started this and now every day uh when we do when we talk we're the ones laughing. But again, it's three solid leaders out of that that would, would be here forever and that would go to the distance. And these, are, these, these people have become our best friends. Now, within those teams, there's lots of strong leaders because one of Mike's first enrollments that he brought in was his sister, Chantal Stafura. And again, she was a former school teacher, blew it out of the water. So again, never going anywhere, amazing, amazing people, amazing leaders, but it's so much fun to build with your best friend and best friend's family.
1: And we don't have one uh professional network marketer other that, that's ever come into our organization. None. Every single person that we've brought in and that's been that we're aware of, of course we don't know all twenty four thousand, but we know the top leaders. None of them have previous network marketing experience.
0: And you didn't either. You came into this <laughs> <laughs> No Brandy. We were
1: sort of the poster children for who not to get, I yeah. think.
0: Yeah, I would say the opposite. Okay, so uh, do this. You've got three superstars. Profile them for us. Uh, you talked about one. That's the guy that you work with. Tell us a little bit more about him, uh, how you approached him, what his initial response was, and what he did in the business, and profile the other two quickly.
2: Okay, real quick. Uh, my partner work, Mike Dallaire, Exactly the same as us, he was always looking for something, we both lost money in real estate, the stock market, entrepreneurial spirit, didn't really care what anybody thought, uh, a, a great guy, he he wanted to be home with his family, his wife, who's a, a beautiful woman, uh, RMT, uh, and wanted to be home with his kids, he, he had a big why, pitched him right off the bat, it had nothing to do with what the product was, it was about, hey, I think we're on to something here, finally. And it wasn't, it took some work, it took some work for him. He had to have some discussions with his family and his wife and had to make some real decisions, but he was one of the first people and we've been so blessed. The next one was uh, an uh, an RMT, I was on the table uh, talking to her, again, 29 years old entrepreneurial woman, Erica Engels, her name, she was giving me a massage. And over the course of an hour, again, by the time I was done yapping away, uh, full of energy about what we're doing, and so excited, I sent her the links. And then within the next day, she came on board, uh, now uh, just uh, about 34 years old has a beautiful baby, never has to work again, loves working her stay at home business when she wants around her little little baby boy emerson so that 's another one and I would say our next two would be a pair a military couple who talked to on the ski lift going up on the hill have since become amazing friends they're business builders with this uh, true soldiers I mean these were veteran veteran soldiers, both him and his wife served. Uh, numerous, numerous tours, nine tours overseas, Congo, Bosnia, Rwanda, seen some of the worst things ever suffering from severe post-traumatic stress and right from the Gulf War through. These people came into our life calling Laura Bruce, and it, it's made such a difference in our lives together to be able to watch them grow, become friends, and it, now they're actually coming out here in two weeks to stay with us for 10 days at our mountain home here to ski. The point being, who was it? It was personal connections, personal friends, or people that we had acquaintances with with business. But I would say friends friends first.
1: And the common denominator was a passion for more, that drive to have something bigger and better. And they knew it existed, and we painted the vision, and it, none of us have looked back.
0: Yeah, and I think that's so key, Pam, because you do have to go through enough people to find people who are, have existing drive. They've got an existing unfulfilled vision. They just don't know how to fulfill it. They they just want more. They have some angst. They have it's sort of built up and they're leaning up against the door. And, you know, our job is to open the door. And but then you said something that that's so critical, Pam, and you know, you both have talked about it throughout the interview. When you when you have an opportunity to talk to a prospect, It's one thing to hype them, to make a lot of promises and a lot of claims, you know, this product will do this, this product will do that, everybody's making so much money. It's another thing to move them with your sincere conviction, your authentic, sincere conviction about what you see for them and what you see for the two of you in this enterprise. And my sense is that that's one of the keys to your success, is when you had an opportunity to talk to somebody, you didn't hype them. You moved them with your authentic conviction about what you believed was inevitable. You know, telling somebody, hey, you ought to look at this business because it's possible that you might be able to make some money, that doesn't move them. Mm -hmm. You know, telling somebody, hey, look at this income opportunity, you know, know, it's, it's, it's probable, you know, that you might be able to make some money doing this. That doesn't move people either. But when you show people a plan and you tell them, look, if we just do what other Mm -hmm. people have done, it's inevitable. It's inevitable that we're going to be successful and we're going to be free. And, you know, that's what people want. That's why people play the lottery. They want to be free. It's not that they don't want to ever work again. It's it's just that they don't want to have to work. They want Mm -hmm. to make choices. And. You know, every time I've listened to the two of you speak, what strikes me is that you had naturally the gift of authentic conviction, and it moved people. It inspired people to believe in your idea, believe in you, and believe in them. So I have a couple well, more questions. thank you for that. You're welcome. A couple more <laughs> questions. Uh, what do you think the smartest thing is, that you did in your career. Looking back, this practice, maybe it's this one thing you did. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's a technique. What's the one thing you did that you believe produced the greatest results for you? And you can both pick one.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, I would say daily consistent action and avoiding the high highs and the low lows and maybe some of our previous uh, professional training came into play, but not taking things personally and knowing that if I do these same things each day and commit to these daily habits, then I don't have to play catch-up at the end of the week. You know, we talk to so many people that we train with that say, yes, okay, I can talk to 15 people, but then Friday comes and they think that they can call 8 or 12 people in one day as opposed to just picking up the phone and doing a couple calls a day or one call a day or just that daily consistent action and avoiding high highs and low lows yeah
2: and Pam took mine Richard again you know how she is but if I had to say anything I would say you got to really listen from your heart become a professional question asker and I think with me I did a lot more talking than I should have listening. So you, you, I, You did, or you do? <laughs> well, there you go. So Pam has to chirp in, but again, I, w- I would seriously say that I, from my heart, become a listener. People have problems. 70, 80% of people don't like their jobs. And in fact, I, I would go as far to say as they hate their jobs. They don't want to be there. I mean, look when the, the heart attacks happen. Monday morning is the highest chance of a heart attack in North America, and there's a reason. People don't want to go to work, and they're there, and they're so stressed out. Become a listener, and it's that 80-20 rule we've all heard about. Ask 20%, listen 80%. So I really, I really think that if anybody could take a tip away, is what Pam said, number one, which was my tip originally. I, I mean, she took it, but <laughs> the, the daily action, those daily contacts and reaching out, making connections. Don't call to close somebody, call to connect with somebody. And number two, really listen to their needs and to help them. You, if, if you can come from that place of service where you can help people, you are going to be an absolute amazing leader you're going to attract leaders, and you're going to be so blessed by being a listener.
0: Yeah, right on. Okay, next question. The book, The Four-Year Career, you are featured in the fourth edition. Tell everybody how you use that book, how your group uses the book, both to prospect and build belief with new distributors. How do you how do you specifically get it in people's hands, and what do you tell them about it?
1: Well, we use it every time we travel. So, anywhere we go, we have more than one copy conveniently because we always need to give one away. And it's a, I just, the title of it intrigues people. So, they'll ask you, what is that? You know, you're sitting at the airport, you're at the spa, you're, you know, wherever. You can even have it in the grocery store lineup if you're in a long lineup and you have it open, and people will ask you about it. And it's such a great segue into, oh, you know, the four-year career. And we can honestly say we had a four-year career and give them a little bit of our story and say, you know, just check out the first four or five chapters, easy, easy read, and let me know what you think. I'll follow up with you, uh, you know, maybe tomorrow night or the next night you pick a night that you're going to follow up. And you get their feedback and engage them in the conversation about what they loved about that book because it's going to inspire them to start thinking, I could do this. I, I can see this. I understand how it works. And for all those, we call them the engineer brains. Um, I don't know if they're left or right thinking people, but they really resonate with that book. The analytical type that, well, you know, those people you talk to, they got to analyze everything. That book, they love it because they pick the numbers, they see the graphs, they look at things. It inspires them. And then the more artistic, humanist type people, they see the vision of what life could look like. They understand. They project themselves there. So it really works well. So I guess the long answer to your short question is we use it to engage in conversation with new
2: prospects. And Richard, I really do like the pictures, the drawings, so that's where it got me. So, but uh, it's a nice easy read but it explains it and it's not just for the left brainers, it's, it's for guys like me that just just want to get to the point. So it's an awesome tool that way. We also use it as a reward for anybody that we've personally brought in that we send them one copy once they've kind of hit their first rank uh, in in the company, which is that first level of business, because now they have it, and we ask them to share it, and it's an it's it's amazing, it really is.
1: And we were also using the CDs too. Um, we bought some of those and and lucked out and had some extra copies. And Kev was awesome at giving those out too, because people commuting to their job, if they if you don't think they've got the attention span to get through four chapters, then you can give them the CD or the audio version. They can listen to it, and that's what has engaged people. So you, Richard, are responsible for some of those 24,000 people because that really got the hook in and uh, helped explain what would have taken us forever to articulate. So it's it's been awesome that way. All
0: right, cool. Two more questions. Uh, next one. You both get to answer. Kevin, you might want to answer first. (laughs) I've got the phone. I've got the phone. What do you love most about our profession? Pick one thing. Richard,
2: for me, that's a no-brainer. The financial freedom has given us complete family freedom. And without this, we could have never done that. We had come out to Whistler, British Columbia, beautiful ski hill in the Rockies a few years ago, as a cop and a lawyer, and we're trying to figure out how to do it, and we really, really tried our best. I would have had to flip police agencies, and Pam would have been working a couple hours down the road as a prosecutor, and it wasn't possible. Now, we, we, we it depends. We, we didn't leave two full-time jobs to have another full-time job. We work a few hours a day. This morning, my son wakes us up, and we had a big wrestle on the floor and then did arm wrestling, and at, he came home from school tonight. He walks to and from a private school. We ski. He's been, he, the kid's been on snow uh, 57 days this year already, and he, here it is mid-January. So we've been very, very, or February, and we've been so blessed. So the financial freedom has given us complete family freedom.
1: And for me, getting to deal with positive people all the time. I tell you, at the courthouse and in policing and probably a lot of other careers, you're not dealing with the most positive uh, in people, they're they're feeling a little bit down, and in traditional workplaces, the people that we have been fortunate enough to partner with, and that we meet at generic events that are part of network marketing, you you can't be around a network marketer without putting a smile on your face because they just have that positive, excited energy, and there's no scarcity mentality with network marketers. They know that there's an infinite supply and an infinite demand for products, and and we have it to offer. So I love that part of it.
0: Okay, last question, the grand finale. What are the two of you up to now? I mean, we intentionally did not talk about income tonight, but you all make a king's ransom every week. And based on the leadership you have in your organization, including the 27 great leaders and the three superstars, you just don't ever have to think about money anymore, and it's just going to grow and grow and grow and grow. So what are you up to now? Like, What motivates you to lead and create and contribute? What are you looking at creating, giving back, accomplishing the next four to five years?
1: Well, we're thinking in the next uh, 12 months at least, we're looking at co-creating another 10 six-figure income earners that we get to partner with and help. So we want to inspire others to find whatever their bliss is, follow their goals, and provide them with an outlet for finances to finance that. And Kevin and I and our son Caleb are fortunate enough to have been invited with some amazing women. And I don't know if I can let too much out of the bag right now, um, but we will be going to a third world country with another group of superstar network marketers, none of them from the same company as us. Everyone's from a different company. And we have joined forces to help other entrepreneurs in third world countries to have the blessings that we've had and to be able to go there and work with them. So we're going to do that for a few weeks this summer. Um, and in the next five years, I don't see anything. We love our life and we love being network marketers. So we, we're going to continue to travel and meet more people. We're going to continue to show them what our profession has to offer. And we're going to continue connecting with people, whether they're part of our company or any other company, just to grow the belief and respect that we have for network marketing that's a mission we we just want to be you know when you put on that cape and go out as MLM Superman we want everyone to give amazing answers that they know exactly what network marketing is and then they're going to tell you what reputable company that they're partnered with that
2: that would be a huge goal
0: yeah super Kevin anything for you
2: I'd like to get a cape and go out with you one day Richard I would love to get a cape and we'll go out and and do the cities, but uh, no, Pam summed it up. It really is about helping other people and just seriously, we have a beautiful life. We've been so blessed and I really think the financial part has given us, like I said, that freedom. And just allow other people, if they're open to the opportunity, to give them the same freedom in the life that we have and to be able to spend time with their family and watch their kids grow up or maybe help their parents or whatever it may be their passion is to give them that time and the finances to pursue the passion. So that's what we want to do. We just want to help people. It's awesome. It's it's. It lightens your heart, it keeps us young and uh, we're, we're so happy that we are professional network marketers.
1: Yeah, we're, we're greedy too, like we're very self interested because when you get those emails or those phone calls or the cards in the mail telling you that you made a difference in their life and that if you know you thank you for what you've done and, and you get that, it, it is there is no other drug available that can give you that kind of high so we are addicted to that now I have to be honest.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Hey, well, I want to thank the two of you uh, very much, Kevin and Sam, for being on the call tonight, for sharing with uh, the four-year career crowd how you used the book, how you built your business, and to be so specific about what you did. That's really, really phenomenal information. And I trust that the people on this call um, will listen to it over and over and over again, and um, they'll be well served to build a, ble- a level of belief. And, and inevitability that everybody can do something along the same line. You don't have to personally sponsor 300 people. You could personally sponsor 600 or 60 or 120, and you're going you're gonna to get great payoffs in year five, six, and seven. So I want to thank both of you for being on the call tonight. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar with the book, It's a four-year career. You can find it at blitzbusiness.com or richardbrook.com. And thank you all for being on the call tonight. Kevin and Pam, I look forward to seeing you soon, and have an awesome time in Guatemala. Thank you. We'll (laughs) talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. For more invaluable training tools, such as audios, videos, and of course his best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mock 2 With Your Hair on Fire, head to blissbusiness.com. For 10% off your order, use discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles.